Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I'm Taylor Smurl. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And that's, that's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, 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 you heard it here first, folks. We kicked Riley off the show. Just, just no teens. Just, no just no teens allowed. Pontificating about teens. <laughs> that's not true. She's just out of town. In the in the tradition of all of our male lawmakers <laughs> creating legislation <laughs> on about body parts that they do not themselves have, we thought we would have a teen podcast without teens. You know, at least in our situation, we once were teens, so we have the memories of what it was to be teens, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know people that have never had uteruses talking all about uteruses yep yep well yeah in case uh you were fooled by this little this little trick of ours we didn't actually kick riley off the podcast that would be wild (laughs) that'd be a weird way to go about it (laughs) that would be a weird way to go about it it'd be weird to celebrate it uh we probably would lose lots of listeners no she abandoned us i would say uh, Where is she? The beach. Uh, okay. With, okay. With her friends. All right. That's fair. It, it was like a, it was sort of like a, woo, we're going to the beach. Like that kind of thing. Like a, like a out of nowhere, just like we're going to the beach trip. Out of nowhere. They're going to the beach. Uh, teen girls. Well, college girls, whatever. Um, I hope, I hope they're Okay. That is either a setup for some sort of rom-com-like situation or murder. I told her that she was walking into a horror movie and I was very worried about her. It's one or the other. It depends. Has she hit, like, uh, an attractive person with a jet ski yet? Because Mm. it could go either way. Mm. like, has she, like, spilled a drink on an attractive person or perhaps, like, like mistook their mother for, like, a, a St. Bernard or something? I don't know. I don't... Rom-coms generally operate these ways. Or, or has she played a game of truth or dare in an abandoned, uh, mm. r- like, temple of some sort? Yes. Did she, like, take, like, uh, a talisman from a grotto mm-hmm. that looked cool but some like old person said don't do that <laughs> but she did it anyway because <laughs> teens because yeah. really that could go either way maybe that's the start of a rom-com too i'd like to see a mashup <laughs> are there sharks there <laughs> are they singing what is it a musical <laughs> I, is didn't, it a I didn't see that coming <laughs> A nautical horror rom com musical. I was I'm going fine with for this. I was going for Jaws, but sure. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the sha la 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 kind of shark. <laughs> you know, that shark. The kiss the girl shark. Yeah. Was that a shark? No, the sharks didn't sing in that. I don't think so. I don't think the sharks were a big uh big supporter of the uh the mermaid prince marriage. No, no, that shark tries to eat her in the beginning. It's true. Yeah. I don't think there were sharks because they they were in a grotto, right? There aren't sharks in grottos, are there? Do I have to worry about grottos too? I don't exactly know what a grotto is. 
Ariel's in one at Disney World, but I don't know what that means. I just thought it was one of those secret rooms where they hide the princesses. I don't know. You, this is this one uh, lacking bit of my education. Grotto mm. awareness. I, I'm i going to say there are no sharks in grottos. Mm. And there I'm are gonna no say that- cats in America. And the streets are paved with cheese. This is what happens when Riley's not there. We go <laughs> deep. <laughs> Random. Well, I'm just glad that you got that. Today I referenced uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure at work. And one of my residents looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. No. How could this have happened? Uh, So Riley abandoned us for her beach trip um, because I guess it's more fun to go to the beach with your friends uh, and no parents. Then record a podcast with your two middle-aged sisters? Whatever. I know lots of... I I think there are lots of people who would rather be recording a podcast with us than at the beach. Maybe, like my husband, I bet. (laughs) Well... He's not here, is he? I think he had that option. And he's not here. Well, he's not at the so, beach. He better not be. I don't know, but, you know, his name was brought up when we were down a member, and, uh, just saying. Nah. Just you and me, Sid. We can, we can handle this. It was just you and me for 14 years before Riley came along, right? Yeah. We can yeah, handle no- it. We had no great achievements, to be fair, in those 14 years. I seem to remember lots of tacos. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. Uh, but because we don't have a teen on our teen podcast this week, uh, we promise she'll be back next week. She'll return and we'll we'll get the scoop on what teens do at a week at the beach alone now. Maybe. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we don't want to know. I think I think it's just Instagramming, just like constant Instagramming is my feeling. But uh, I think uh, we should talk about stuff that grownups like. Wow, that's where we're at. Yeah, okay. Uh, we do a lot of celebration of teen culture, which is is very cool and fun and worthy of celebration. And specifically, Taylor and I usually celebrate stuff we liked back in the '90s when we were teens. Um, but we rarely talk about all of those joys of adulthood. Because there are so many. There are. There are lots of things that you don't realize you appreciate until you grow up some. And the wisdom and maturity that comes with age. You know, you realize you appreciate things more. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, this will be interesting because despite our very few years of difference, I feel like we're going to have very different opinions on this topic. Well, when I was mulling this over in my head, things that I now appreciate as an adult, one of the first things that popped into my head uh, that I know Taylor will not agree with, or at least I strongly suspect, uh, is, I, man, if there's anything better than uh, emptying out the lint trap in the dryer, I don't know what it is. Um... It comes out in one big sheet of lint. And Just, that sounds nice. Assuming you can afford a household dryer. What's up, younger millennials? 
Hey, listen, you can clean out the lint trap at the laundromat. No, they don't let you do that. I still want to be one of those people that gets drop-off service. I'm still not there yet, all right? We can talk about that. Those are the, like, you just take your laundry there and you come back and it's just done? Really? You You don't save your quarters so you can have clean underwear once a month? Once a month. Let's be real. It's once a month. Is that the dry cleaner? Dry cleaner? That's drop off? Like, that's what you do? Like, that's what a dry cleaner is, right? You just drop your clothes off there. I've never used one, but I think that's what they do. (laughs) It's like all of laundry. Oh. Oh, I've never, I will say, I will say, hands down, 100%, I've never used a dry cleaner. I don't actually understand what they do. I think when clothing... I think I either don't buy the kind of clothes that need to be dry cleaned or if they I accidentally do and they get stained to the point that they have to be dry cleaned, I wash them anyway, ruin them, and then just say goodbye to them. I've I, never, never once been to a dry cleaner. I never have either. I don't know what secret washing techniques they have that does not destroy clothing, but I know they have secret washings uh, for your uh, non-washable goods. I also, I am with you, I tend to not buy things that are dry clean only. And the few times I have, I've said, look, you're going in the washer and dryer. And if you can survive, you are worthy of being my article of clothing. If you can't survive, then you're too high maintenance. I like my clothes low maintenance. It's like like when you see a tag that says hand wash only. That's just like a funny joke. Like, what? <laughs> I have one sweater that I have managed to remember. Like it's not hand wash, but it is like lay it out to dry. I have one of those. And so far I have not put it in the dryer. I do remember it. I, I like it a lot. It's one sweater that I lay out to dry. That's as far as I'll go. Hmm. I, see, well, I, what, what do you enjoy? See, I feel like it's the opposite side of things for you and me. Like, I think you enjoy, like, some of the more, like, responsible things. I like the complete and absolute insanity that people assuming you're an adult and giving you adult-like respect allows you. And by that, I mean it's like, like, I'm gonna, if it, I'm gonna sleep when I can, and I'm gonna eat whenever, whatever... And it's just like some days, like I have like my off days and like I only get maybe one or two a week. But when I have one, it's like, what if I just didn't get out of bed today? What if I stayed in the same clothes for all of my off days? No, I mean, I would enjoy that. Like, I'm not going to say I wouldn't. I, I can't at this point. But I mean, I would I would enjoy that. No, I mean, that's why I think I, don't, I think it's just it's different. But I think that's those are some of the great choices that I've experienced in adulthood is that there is nobody. It's it's part of also the sadness of it is like nobody's there to check in on me. But there's also this absolute glee of like nobody's there to check in on me. If I want to like spend the whole day just like in the same supermarket, I don't even know what I'm doing. And no one's going to ask, what were you doing in there? I don't know. I just did it. No one could stop me. There is. I will say that is something I've enjoyed. I mean, I would say I'm a little less restricted now just with with the girls and everything. Um, I'm a little more restricted. But uh, the when you first become an adult and like the ability to go to the store and buy whatever groceries you want, because like these are my groceries for me to eat in my house. Now, I think when you start that as a young adult, I think we all tend to buy really dumb stuff 
I mean, most of us, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I remember like buying giant packs of ramen and then being like, I'm a physician. What am I doing? Like, <laughs> I, I can't keep eating ramen now. I have to cook things. And then I would find like three recipes that I was like, these are three things I can make. Here are the ingredients for them. I'll just buy those every time I go to the store <laughs> in bulk. Um, I'm better at that now. No, but I I think that that's just like not having somebody over your shoulder. It's like, it's even if you're making really dumb decisions. Like I, I remember having a day where I was like intending to go to a museum like way far uptown, but I left late. And by the time I got there, I was on the train for like an hour and a half. And I got there and the museum was going to close. And I was like, well, this is dumb. But I really had a good time just riding the train and reading my book. So I spent the rest of the day just riding the train downtown and uptown and downtown and uptown for like five hours. And it's like, from the outside, this would look crazy. Nobody knows. No one's checking up on me. No one's going to say, what'd you do with your day? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Rode the train up and down Manhattan for five hours because I could. See, the, I would say like... Now, my corollary to that would be like if Justin's out of town and the girls are asleep, sometimes for dinner, this is going to sound like a sad thing. It's not. I enjoy this. This is a happiness. I'll make a bag of uh, vegetables, frozen vegetables. They have those steamables. Those are so easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, The lightly sauced ones. Lightly sauced. Lightly sauced with water chestnuts. Any other vegetables are fine, but the water chestnuts are key. One of those and then like a bag of riced cauliflower and I'll mix it all together in a bowl with a little soy sauce and some sriracha. And I sit there and eat a giant bowl of vegetables. That just (laughs) sounds like healthy and smart. I love Justin's always like, what is this meal? Because I it's a lot like I, I should clarify. It's a lot of vegetables. It's more than like a serving or a human eats in one portion, but they're vegetables. So why do I have to stop? So I eat the entire portion while I watch like. House Hunters International Marathon, and I'm fulfilled as a human. But, you know, but I think like there's a certain, I mean, in relation to like teen culture, there's a certain accountability with how you spend your time, not even to your parents or, you know, the people mm-hmm. you live with, but to your peers. Yeah. Like, and now like it's... the world, like everyone that sees your social media. So like, yes, yeah. your peers and everyone else by extension of social media. And, and you have to be relevant. You have to be like, there's a part where it's like, and maybe it's just, there's a certain, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that being an adult is isolating, but it, it is to a certain extent. Like you're just kind of, you can choose to be connected to people and you can choose not to be, and you can function just as well either way. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Would you say? Yeah. No, I think that's true. I, yeah. I, I think that that, that freedom to like sometimes just retreat and do the weird stuff that feels good to you without thinking about, um, well, I mean, part of it is like what we're talking about is losing FOMO, letting yes. go of FOMO. Absolutely. That is a huge thing. Which is not, I mean, I'm not going to say by any stretch that I've conquered that. I I am better, but I still, I still struggle there. I still have, I still have FOMO a lot of the time, but I am much better at being able to let it go and say like, like a very zen moment this is i am happy in this moment this is good that's that's enough i don't need to worry about more Hmm. 
I, I, but I don't think that's something you can get to until you get older. I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember having it definitely like being inside on like a, a night where I had work to do, or I knew I had to get up early for work and just like feeling like I was just like, like, like shaking on the inside. Like I have to be out there. I have to be out there. Especially when you're in the middle of New York city, it's like, I have to be out there. And now it's like, I live in the middle of New York city. And for the first time in life, I maybe have like occasional, like some some like free money or like some off nights to do things and i'm like i'm gonna go to bed at 10 or i'm gonna play video games alone and eat like dollar slices of vegan pizza like it's just like i'm just gonna like die. who cares I, I don't care like i have all my friends posting pictures at cool parties and i'm like ha 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 not there don't want to be mm-hmm. like but i think you have to go to enough of those parties and you have to be in enough of those pictures and maybe maybe that's just like you know, like, it's funny because you're saying you still experience it. I'm like, I never do. But I think <laughs> that's just because maybe because like you're married and have kids and I'm still single in my 30s. Like maybe I just went to a lot more shitty. Maybe I went to a lot more <laughs> bad parties than you did. <laughs> like I got that See, more out of my adult, system. Okay. <laughs> I know we'll cut that out. It's fine. <laughs> but I think. I think that's the only difference is that I got it thoroughly worked out of my system with just a lot more like nights of being like, I know that picture was cute, but this place sucks and these people are lame. And why am I here? <laughs> well, and I, I think that that probably the continued uh, freedom more so to do your own thing probably contributes to that, too, because you still could like plan a last minute trip or like decide like, you know what, I will go out with my friends to dinner tonight or something like that. And I'm at a stage in my life where I can't necessarily make last minute plans and things mm. like that. And so, I, you know, and I, and this isn't me complaining. I please I'm not trying to get anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm very happy with every decision I've made. You know, anything that I think anything that's worthwhile in life requires some sacrifices. And at the end of the day, you go, that yeah, was worth it. Um, I do look forward to like that there will be a time where as the kids get a little older, where I could say like, hey, Justin, we should go to a movie. Hey, we should go sure. to dinner. That kind of thing. Um, but that probably contributes to it because I know there are times where like people are doing stuff like we're all going out to go to this place after work or whatever. Do you want to go? And I'm like. No, I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> well, but I think that's also one of those things that I don't miss about being a teenager is the thought that that one party you don't go to is going to change your life. Yes. And, like that's because that's the thing. Like I'm the same way now. It's like when I have to work the next day, it doesn't matter how cool the party is. It's like, no, I have to be up at nine. Like mm-hmm. I do not want to be up till four. Like I don't care how cool it's like that, that feeling just knowing that like, I've done this enough to know that no matter how cool it sounds, at some point I'll get to go to the cool party that I want to go to. At some point it'll be on my off night and that'll be great. I don't need to hurt myself. That (laughs) next morning, I think that's something that I I now have appreciated as an adult is the difference between uh, I got to get up earlier. I've got stuff to do tomorrow, whatever. And I don't want to be tired or hungover or just feel bad or whatever. Um, So I'm going to skip this thing tonight to choose tomorrow the the appreciation for that the understanding of that that is definitely something i've grown as an adult because there used to be a time where i would say the same thing like who cares if i'm tired in the morning you only live once i gotta go out i gotta do this like i can i'll be tired whatever you know what's is there what's like that's the worst thing in the world and now i'm like 
No, it's pretty bad. It sucks sometimes. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be tired. <laughs> well, and I think that that kind of lends to it. I think a larger understanding, which I do think comes with being an adult, and that's that. I remember feeling very much as a kid that there were going to be these magical moments that I couldn't plan for that I just had to stumble into that were going to define my life that you know Mm -hmm. like I was going to meet that person at that party or that or at that right you know job situation that right I don't know like some like the things that were going to matter the most in my life were going to be because I went out and I was in the right place at the right time and as an adult I've learned that it's actually it's that stuff that I stay in that I go to bed early and I wake up early and I do that stuff that I invest in that's kind of monotonous and laborious and boring like that's the stuff that makes my life and i feel like that that kind of magical thinking of like the things that i'm gonna be that i'm gonna have that wonderful opportunity if i just am at the right party at the right time like i'm kind of glad like as as wonderful as that feeling was and it's exciting i'm kind of glad that my brain doesn't feel that way anymore mm-hmm. it was all those rom-coms <laughs> you're right you're, you just you just I don't know. You just trip into the right handsome somebody and then your whole life changes. It's a piece of toast in your mouth. (laughs) Uh, I want to go into some more details about adult life that bring us joy. But before I do that, we got to check out the group message. I don't know. We're we're old. Is it a group message or is it like a fax? (laughs) Uh, We have to head to the chat room. There you go. The AOL chat. (laughs) We're we're checking out the AOL chat room today. (laughs) It's a chat room called Sponsors of Still Buffering this week. Yes. Sorry, that was was busted. I apologize for that. (laughs) You did Uh, your best. You know what isn't though? Harper Wilde. Hmm. (laughs) That was a good lead in. Uh, and I, I have to say, I really do love my Harper Wild bra. Uh, they were nice enough to give us the option if we wanted to, to, to check out one of their bras to try it, try one on. Well, not just try it on, like keep it. Like I, I got to keep it um, to try it out and see what I would think. <laughs> it's just a sample bra. <laughs> it's not a sample. It was not a loner bra. It was like a keeper bra. And uh, it and they tell you that it's going to be super comfortable and perfect fitting. And you can try it on in your home and if you want to send it back, you can. But I didn't want to because I have to tell you, it is now my go-to daily bra. It is. Nice. It is my. Yeah, it is. It has become my most comfortable wear every day. Um, I'm currently working in the hospital and those are long days on hospital service. And it's just it's perfect. It I, I forget that I'm wearing it, um, which is which is really nice. Uh, Harper Wild bras were designed with you in mind. They've got smooth, supportive coverage. They look good under any outfit. I can vouch for that no matter, like it's getting hotter. And so I'm wearing like more like kind of loose fitting tank top gauzy kind of shirts and they still fit great under those just like they did under my t-shirts and sweaters. You just go click what's my size on Harper Wild's website and take their fit quiz and you find out your current bra size. They've partnered with Girls Inc. to lift up women around the world, and a portion of each sale supports mentorship and educational programming for girls. So it's always nice to have that extra bottom line there where you know that some of your money is going to something good um, in addition to the good bra you're going to get. And uh, and I just, nice. I really can't say enough good things. I, I super enjoy this bra. I wear it every day. I, I had it on today. Not right now. It's late. I'm recording. It's not bra time, but earlier. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Tay, if our listeners want to check out Harper Wild, what should they do? Uh, well, you can go to harperwild.com slash stillbuffering and use promo code stillbuffering 
and you can get 15% off your first purchase. That's HarborWild, uh, W-I-L-D-E dot com slash still buffering. Use promo code still buffering 15% off. Check it out. Our other sponsor we want to tell you about this week is Lola. Now, Lola is a female founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. Uh, the founders of the company, Jordana Kier and Alexandra Friedman, started the uh, company with the idea that women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. Um, and another thing that uh, Lola really has you covered on is one, it can be tough. If you are somebody who has an irregular cycle uh, to know exactly when you're going to need these products, two, sometimes you don't have time to run out to the store right at that moment, or maybe you don't want to have to run out to the store right at that moment, uh, and uh, and three, you're looking for stuff that's going to be comfortable and you're not going to feel and you're not going to worry about what you're putting um, up against or inside your body. And the nice thing about Lola is that they are 100% natural. Um, there's no mystery fibers. Uh, they come in a simple customizable subscription. So you can get, uh, like the, the package that I got had various, um, strengths of tampons and you can customize it to your specific cycle, whatever you would need. Um, and they have complete transparency about the ingredients that are found in all their products. They're hundred percent organic cotton. They have no added chemical fragrances, no synthetics, no dyes. And your subscription is fully customizable. You can change it around to when you need it and what kind of absorbency and which kinds of products you can mix and match and how frequent you need them. So uh, you can really get exactly what you need when you need them delivered right to your door uh, in a nice little box. So you don't have to worry about running to the store. Nice. So what should our listeners do if they want to check this out? Well, if you visit mylola.com, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and use... uh, Promo code still buffering forty when you subscribe. You can get forty percent off all subscriptions. So go to mylola.com. Use still buffering forty when you subscribe and get forty percent off. So check that out. Sweet. So uh, I kind of alluded to there are obviously like our pop culture interests change as we get older, um, and I mean some of that is just like you know it's not the nineties anymore, so. You know, you can't watch Saved by the Bell and Dawson's Creek forever. I did watch Dawson's Creek again last year, though. So actually, that's not relevant to me. Well, I don't. <laughs> I never watched Dawson's Creek. I don't know what to say about that. Um, I have found that as an adult, I'm a lot more willing to, like, give new shows a try. I'm a lot more open-minded about what I might like. And I'm also a lot more willing to watch TV that, like... I'm just learning something. Um, A lot of times I will turn on something like the History Channel, not when they're doing the not history. I I see you History Channel during the entire month of October. I know what you're doing over there. Okay, okay. You need to back right off because spooky (laughs) history is history, okay? Some of it is not history so much as mythology, which is still fascinating and I like to learn about. If if it didn't happen, I don't think it can count as history. (laughs) Look, if the History Channel is listening, I will listen to every documentary you ever will make about 
the Jersey Devil or the Loch Ness Monster or witches <laughs> or pumpkin people. I don't care. I will watch them. I will like them. Don't listen to my sister. She doesn't appreciate the important parts of history. Uh, I I will watch History Channel shows. I will watch um, if Planet Man, I tell you, BBC America loves to play Planet Earth. And I love that about BBC America because if Planet Earth is on again, I'll watch it again. I've seen the whole thing multiple times and I'll watch it anytime it's on. And then it's great, too, because I'll turn it on and I'll go make Charlie watch it. Look at these animals. Learn about this cave. I'll, I can never learn enough about caves. Yeah, Except I, for the one that's full of bat guano. That's a little much sometimes. But still, learning shows. Well, I was, I was good. I was going to follow you there. I don't know about the bat guano. But, uh, but I, I do think it's like, once again, it's kind of like, you, it's that feeling of like, it's, it's isolating, but it's also freeing to not feel like you've got to like, be part of a social network to Mm -hmm. kind of survive like you do when you're when you're younger because you do have that freedom of like i i feel like i watch two kinds of shows either utter brain rotting trash or entirely like somber and educational like Mm -hmm. i watched five episodes of cupcake wars and then i watched a documentary about assisted suicide in oregon this was the same night it was the (laughs) same me i was in the same mood the whole time and I'm not trying to have a conversation with anybody the next day. <laughs> well, and I think I think this kind of thing is it also helps um, inform sort of the uh, like the rise of podcasts. Not so much ours. I would not call ours a necessarily uh, informational or learning podcast. We're doing nothing here. <laughs> But like there are a lot of those. Right. Um, And people enjoy them. And I think that that's part of it is that um, that's as we get older, we have this like, I mean, it it helps keep your brain alive to learn things to whether you're reading or listening or watching like your the the learning is important. And as an adult, I've come to appreciate that more and more. I find myself really I don't get to read uh, the news a lot. Um, I mean, I try to, I read like snippets, I read headlines, I read short stories, I watch quick videos. I'm not, it's not, I'm not saying I'm not, you know, up on current events, but I don't get to sit down and read like long form articles or like mm-hmm. life and culture kind of pe- the stuff that like, I'm interested in that. And I would really like to check it out. And I really learned to appreciate that as an adult. Like if I have some spare time, obviously it's not a paper paper now. I get the, <laughs> I get yeah, the no Sunday paper times in paper. Because we like to spread it all out and look at all the sections and like share them with Charlie and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's on my phone. But still, like I've come to appreciate that a lot more, like reading just like an interesting article about a person who did something neat or about a part of the world that I don't know a lot about. Um, I wish I had that same. I mean, I always sort of liked learning, but not nearly as much as I do now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but I think it's also because... Maybe there was a sense, I know I felt this way when I was younger, that everything I was doing had to lead to something. It had to be a part of what I was supposed to become. Um, And so you couldn't just, you couldn't just learn about things for fun. You couldn't just spend time doing some random thing that caught your interest because you had to be dedicated on the, the act of becoming something. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think that's true. And I think there was also like a lot of schooling is 
the enforced learning. Yeah. Um, you know, we're like, I, I, I always think, uh, of books that we were made to read and how like there were some books that I truly enjoyed and I loved and like I read and thought, man, I'm really glad I read this. But um, sometimes the I don't think that discussing or like analyzing literature ruins it. I'm not suggesting that at all. I think it can do quite the opposite. But I think sometimes the way that you're forced to interact with like any kind of art in schooling makes it tedious for you. And I remember like book journaling ruining some books for me where it's just like I associated them with sitting there trying to come up with like another little paragraph to write when I like I just wanted to read more I just wanted to read the freaking book and like be in it and be part of it and explore it and think about it and and instead I was like sitting there writing my little paragraphs every chapter about I don't know what it meant to me or whatever <laughs> well that, I don't know I think that that kind of plays to a bigger thought that I think kind of ruled my brain and and honestly added to a lot of misery in my young life that I don't have anymore as an adult and that was the idea that it all had to add up to something like it all had to mean something and I think it's you know once again like I said at the beginning of the show like we covered different areas I mean I think it's it's unequivocal Sid you did the things you set out to do maybe I didn't quite do what I set out to do and that's okay but I think that there was always this thought where there was the idea that you had to do you had to amount to something and like if there was no option if you didn't like every I would I would quibble <laughs> I would quibble I, have I, uh, I, have you ever gotten paid for art Tay Yeah ever? but yeah. you know I I make my money as a bartender that's how I yeah, pay my bills Yeah but it's... have you have you been paid for your art Yes am I That uh, makes you a professional artist Can I can You've I You've done it Do I get to make art all the time the way that I want to do I get to make my own art do I have the time well, to? I don't heal the sick every minute of every day, but no, I'm still a doctor. I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> upset about that. I, I'm saying my old, my my point is that like I think that there was that thought where I thought everything had to add up to something. Everything had to lead to me becoming what I was supposed to become, or else it was all for nothing. And there was a very freeing moment when I realized, like, wait, I'm still here. I still haven't done the things I set out to do. I'm still alive. I'm still me. I'm still enjoying my life. And that's kind of when that just as much as like you, you did the things that you set out to do. And I'm very proud of you. I haven't quite consistently done that. But both of us got to the point where it's like, but then there's there's a big thing you set out to do. And then there's the, just the everyday stuff that you're allowed to have when you realize that like, you don't. it's not like a video game. You don't get to the ending and go like, okay, you know, achievement unlocked. I'm done. It's like, no, you just keep on going. And like, there's no amount of achievement or not achievement that will ever make or break you like that's a really freeing thing of, of I think coming into adulthood of realizing like you know there's there's not a cutoff point where somebody like counts your coins and goes like okay you did it you you had a successful life sure well and it, it also frees you up to like learn and experience things just because um I, I'd say my first like entry into that was actually cooking where I, I never thought I would be in a kind of like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I never thought I'd end up here. I'm not here. I'm not there. I, I never planned on like ending up in some sort of like 50 situation where I cooked dinner for my family every night, <laughs> like waited for everybody to come home, like standing by my casserole 
with my bouffant. But uh, <laughs> is that a that was never <laughs> is that a bread based dish or a hairdo? I don't know. I think it's both. Okay, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bread based hairdo. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, but uh, but I I found that and so for me like cooking was not like a practical application. Like I can make enough things to survive. I know how to dump some lettuce in a bowl and add some vegetables. That's a salad. Your family. What else do you so need? <laughs> no, your family's um, actually super lucky. But <laughs> <laughs> but like I have learned as I've gotten older to cook, largely just because. I like knowing that stuff. Um, some of it is because I like eating. I do like eating. But some of it is also just because, like, the more things I know how to do, like, I know how to prepare that piece of meat. I know how to cut the vegetables that way. Oh, I know how that should be cooked. I know what seasoning would go well with that dish you're trying to create or, like, what flavors tend to go into that kind of meal. I like knowing that stuff. It has no practical application. Like, it's interesting. I think Justin probably enjoys it some. But, like, he likes to cook, too. So, but I, I mean, he does it, too. But I don't know. It's I mean, it's more just for me. It's just I like to know this stuff, and it's interesting, and it's fun. And it was my first foray into, like appreciating learning and mastering things that don't have an application in like my work life or something like that. But I think that that's, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I, hi, I'm a nerd. I'm going to put things in these terms. I think a big part of, of coming into yourself as an adult is realizing that the side quests are just as much, if not more important than the main quest in life. Like the little yeah. things you learn along the way that enrich your daily life. Like the things you can do for yourself on a daily basis, the skills you can acquire, the things you can enjoy, they actually are more important than the big, the big thing you are meant to, or maybe not meant to achieve. Like that, mm -hmm. that thought, like I just, I remember thinking when I was like, I was 18 thinking like, if I don't become the most famous comic book artist in the entire world, my life will be garbage. And now I'm like 33 and I'm like, how? I don't care. I have a great life. I love my life. Like. I, I do a bunch of bunch of things to get by on my daily life. I have a bunch of hobbies that make me happy. Like, I wish I could go back in time and tell 18-year-old Taylor, like, dude, calm down. You're not going to do that thing you wanted to do. But you're going to have a lot more fun doing all the stuff you are going to do on a daily basis. That's going to, like, like, give you a lot of enjoyment. And, like, you know, for me, that sometimes that means I have washed every piece of clothing in our house. And that sometimes when I sit down and I know that the only clothes in the house that aren't clean are the ones that are on my body currently, man, that's a great feeling. Is that just, like, a relief thing? It's, like, clean Because I, I get that. It is. It's just, like, I feel there. there's so much. Our life it can be kind of chaotic, um, again, this is not a complaint. It's just with the kids and we work multiple jobs and the traveling and things can get kind of chaotic. So I think at being a bit of a control freak, cause I am inherently kind of a control freak, uh, the things I can control, like I cleaned every piece of clothing in the house. <laughs> like I'm literally like picking things up as people drop them and running to the washer and like, I'll do laundry naked if I have to, just to like, <laughs> I mean, I've been there whoa, and I really whoa. think it's like a therapeutic thing. It has nothing to do with the need for clean clothes. It's not, Justin has not forced me to do this. This is not like a, you know, like this is women's work. There's nothing stereotypical about this. It's really, I think the laundry has become like a therapy for me. Like 
I did all the laundry. I can control this. I can control the laundry. <laughs> Everything else in the world is outside of my control right now. <laughs> but the laundry is within. The laundry is within. Wow. <laughs> the- wow, that's it. I feel like I got to meditate on that statement for a second. I, I think I think that's a big part of it. I've learned to, you know, the whole um, the serenity prayer. I, I You've got to have the courage to change the things you can. Oh, yeah. The serenity to think to accept the things you cannot change the wisdom. Know the difference. I think like the um, the the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I will struggle with to the end of days. I think the courage to change the things I can has manifested itself in like controlling minute parts of our life that I have complete control over. Cause you learn as you get older that there's so many things you don't like, there's so much that you have to be able to let go yeah. and just do your best, try your hardest, but know at the end of the day, you can't knock yourself around too much and beat yourself up and, and push yourself so hard because it's out of your control. Like there's just stuff that, you know, the people around you, no matter how hard you love them and how hard you work for them and how much you do for them, you can't control them. Man, that's something I need to put on my wall and cross stitch. <laughs> it's funny because like that's like for as much as I felt as a kid that everything was up to this whim of like this magical occurrence, this this important encounter I was going to have that I might miss out on. I think the biggest understanding I've, I found in my life is like the rest of the world. Who knows? I can only control myself, but myself like I can count on like myself is that one thing that I can well, yeah. come home to that can like take care of me, reset me. Like I agree with you, but it's like, like I don't, I don't, I no longer feel like if I miss that, that one person I don't meet at that one night, if that's the only opportunity I had, like that's no, that's not possible. Like it's all come, it all comes back to me, which is maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe still the same kind of feeling, but like from the opposite direction. <laughs> well, it's a different I no, I think you're right because I think I think we're talking about two sides of the same thing. What we're both talking about is having an internal locus of control. Yeah. Cuz I do think that's really important. I that in, that when that when that idea was first introduced to me, I found it a very powerful idea. I you want to have the feeling that you can change like your situation. You're not powerless. You are not at the whims of the universe. That's an external locus of control, right? Like it's outside you and you just like float along and hope things work out. I don't, I don't endorse that. But what I do endorse is that while I can control myself and how I react to things and how I interact with people and how I try to take on challenges and cope with them, um, I can't control all the people around me. I can't control all the bad things that are going to happen out there. And like, I can't spend my life trying to, you know, right every wrong and fix every wound and, you know, heal every broken thing. Like, and I I think like for a long time, if anything in my sphere that I touched wasn't right, I took it on as like, now I fix this and then I do this and then I'm going after this and then this is on me and my fault or because of, or I didn't do or whatever. And like, I think at some point as an adult, you are able to let go or hopefully you can try to let go of that and say, I can only do what I can do. And I, I have to, I have to do the best that I can being me while accepting that other people are doing the best they can being them and let them be them. And and there was, 
there's one good side to being an adult. It's that maybe you can help the younger versions of yourself that don't have people to help them. Well, uh, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, the version of Still Buff that only has the two of us. Um, not too much, though, because Riley will be back next week. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but now you just got the OG Smurl Girls for this week. Um, thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Sydney. <laughs> for not for not leaving I didn't... and staying here. Being responsible like an adult have, and doing your podcast. That's all I have to do. I'm going to like <laughs> eat a salad and go to sleep by 1045. Yeah, still more responsible than our sister, than our other sister. The beach. Uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, listeners. If you want to tweet at us, you can at still buff. If you want to email us, you can at still buffering at maximumfun.org. If you have thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments or topics, if you uh, want to check out maximumfun.org there are a lot of other other podcasts that we think you would enjoy and we think you should go there and uh until oh and thank you to the novellas for a theme song baby changed mine and this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i'm sydney mcroy i'm taylor smurl riley was a teenager <laughs> and we were two two i didn't think that went through huh no, we didn't. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Hey, I'm Aneke. And I'm James. And together, we are the self-proclaimed wonder twins of podcasting and host Minority Corner. We tackle subjects like LGBTQ topics, pop culture, and untold histories of American POCs, like the true story of escaped slave turned pirate turned Navy man in the Civil War turned congressman Robert Smalls. Plus current events from our perspective. Deep dive movie and TV reviews. You'll also get awesome book recommendations from their neighborhood-friendly librarian. Don't forget my award-winning Jennifer Hudson impressions. And I'm telling you. While never taking ourselves too seriously. Minority Corner. Because together. We're the majority. Every Friday here on Maximum Maximum Fun. Fun.